Today, we have a creative chat that I'm really, really excited about. But before we get started, as a national group based across the land we call Australia, we would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of this land and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. And I specifically would like to acknowledge the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, uh, and they're the custodians of the land where, from where I'm speaking. And I pay respect to elders past and present of all First Nations people across the land. And today we have Brenton McKenna, who recently published Harry Halls through Magabala Books, and James Foley, who recently published uh, Secret Agent Mall Book One, Goldfish Finger through Scholastic. Uh, welcome to the show, Brenton. Where are you speaking from today? Hi, okay. Um, um, Brenton McKenna. Um, thank you for having me and beautiful welcome to the country. Thank you, but uh, I'm from uh, in my hometown, Broome, uh, land of the Yarra people. Um, I'm specifically in my my little studio in our backyard. So, and it's a I think it's just under thirty degrees. So, um, which is a really nice cool change for us today. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> a nice cool change. Wow, nice cool. <laughs> completely different in Melbourne. It's like, whoa, today it's really hot because it's yeah. 23, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, James. Uh, where are you speaking from today? Kaya, everyone. I'm uh, near Fremantle, which is Walila. Um, I'm here on the lands of the Wajak Noongar people. So thanks for having us, Yogi. And good to see you, mate, Brenton. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you, James. Good to see you too, bud. Really good to see you. Good to see your book, man. That's, that's awesome. And awesome. yours, man. Good to see your hairy holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The book, Harry Holes, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. cheers. So, look, you both recently published um, your books, and uh, I I heard that you wanted to basically talk to each other. Maybe you had some questions to for each other about your books. So I'll just leave you to it, and I'll disappear. <laughs> no yeah. worries. Thanks, Yogi. Thank you. Yeah. Branson, yes. how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, bud. Very good. Good, good to see you, but I'm I'm uh, sitting in our little unit which we're renovating at the moment. So there's like no furniture here behind oh. these <laughs> these banners, yeah. and there's no chairs. So I'm literally sitting on a cardboard box that has oh. our new toilet oh. inside it. <laughs> so I'm I'm literally sitting on a toilet doing this conversation with you. Oh, good man, good man. You make it work. Like <laughs> a proper. <laughs> so good. Wouldn't be the first time. Um, <laughs> hey, um, Harry Holes, book one in a new series. Yeah. Yeah. You've written yeah. and illustrated it. Tell me about the title. How'd you choose the title? Uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a, it was supposed to be well, it's supposed to be uh, Gunbun. Gunbun's the name of what we call the hairy men. Where I come from, you know, Gunbun, um, Jaru. When you go up north, and you know, as you go different nations around Australia, um, they'll have a different name for it. And um, uh, yeah, it's just it was kind of you know like um, if I was going to go with. Uh, um Gunbun, then there was like it was really strict what I had to do. I wasn't really allowed to play around with the character. You know, there was a lot of um sort of cultural significance around them and I wasn't sort of um yeah, yeah, there was just and I and I really wanted to have fun with this. I really wanted to have fun for, um not that I didn't have fun with Abbeys, but Abbeys was just such a you know such a big project and um I kind of wanted to do something that was um fun for me, you know, and, and I I thought um uh 
yeah, just wanted to do something that was really different. Uh, uh, you know, a lot, a lot smaller than Abby's. Um, something that we're, you know, because a lot of jokes, there were a lot of jokes in Abby's and a lot of little puns that I couldn't use in Abby's underdog. So, um, how come? Uh, I'm not sure. It was that we, are we really worried, like, um, like originally like one of the things was like abby when i first wrote the the script for her she she spoke with like broken english like a bit of creole and and i think we we're a bit worried that maybe the like the kimberly and broom kids would get it but maybe like the wider audience wouldn't so we kind of that's where we went you know i'll oh, just keep it english you know and we yeah. had a few jokes and it was like this might be funny for kimberly kids maybe not for the wider audience so i was like all right well we won't use that i mean and we won't use that and we won't use that and we won't use this character and all of a sudden it was sort of like and it turned out good but it was just so much material that i wasn't allowed to use you know so um not sorry i would not what that i didn't i wasn't allowed to use i just couldn't use it sorry that's a better way to put it um yeah Miri hills was just like that vehicle that kind of um yeah that's pretty synonymous pretty recognizable amongst like no matter which indigenous community i go to everyone knows everybody knows a hairy hill somewhere you know it's just some you know overgrown sibling that doesn't shower and eats everyone's food <laughs> you know <laughs> a bit of a yeti at home or an ogre so um yeah and yeah. Like, um, uh and i've been asked that yeah thanks for asking me that question too james because i have been asked that a few times why have you called it hairy holes and people are a little bit um suspicious no no if you read the book there's a i'd explain <laughs> exactly there are literally holes with hair in them you know around the place so um exactly we, right yeah we, we um try to find something that you could google safely and nothing too terrible turns up you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah yeah uh, sorry. yeah that's that's how we kind of came across i guess the name but but yeah um it is a super catchy title like you don't forget it once you hear it which yeah, is great um, and and it's been pretty um like just that giggle like when I, I i say it you know of course when i say it locally run you know um it's pretty funny but i've even used it like you know in with non-indigenous kids and you know on the um the friday night drink and draw with um uh with those guys and they were the same thing and they was like oh yeah great title great title and like, we don't know what it means but you know it sounds good so like, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it yeah uh, i love it and um i i wanted to ask too like because you said that there's these stories of hairy men in different indigenous cultures around all over australia but how close does this go towards those stories? Like, uh, is the idea of these tunnels that have hair in them is that part of Aboriginal no, that's stories? I, I, um, I made it's kind of weird. Like, there are, there are stories of um, this underground network of tunnels, but that's that was something I didn't want to um, um, try and avoid. And it was sort of stories that I'd heard growing up, but um, it was almost by coincidence, you know, that when I started talking and someone else asked me, "Is is this anything to do with that?" Um, those, that tunnel system out in like Mimby Caves or whatever and I was like oh you know what I didn't even think of that like I you know maybe there is some legitimacy to it but no I, I it was just um, purely um, just fictional as a part of the story like it really it, it, it as you we've planned more books and as we're getting through the series you kind of see how more relevant the those hairy holes actually become so um no sure. there, but there were stories yeah of um uh, not so much tunnel systems, but like, you know, during the great droughts, during the great floods and everything of, of creatures burrowing um, or, you know, um, cryptids burrowing, mimicking like what the wombats did and what the um, other marsupials did to sort of survive great bushfires and stuff. So that's ah. definitely a story. Yeah. Um, the, the actual tunnel network system, um, I, I purely made up. Uh, and it's just pure coincidence that it, it, I think over in 
close to Arnhem Land or in Northern Territory, there's there's almost a similar story. But um, the hairy holes are literally just they just crypt they completely fictional and they're sort of like those relatives that um, you know, out of you know the the Sasquatch, the Yeti, the Yogas, all those they all they're all cool to hang out. They just don't like hanging out with these guys, and that's why that's why we don't um we don't we're sure. not familiar with them. Yeah, <laughs> I should um, ask you too, man, because like we're we're mates um and we've read each other's books because we posted yeah. them to each other but yeah. like for anyone who anyone who hasn't read hairy holes can you tell them what it's about if they're listening and they've never read it yeah sure um the hairy holes is basically about these two um we call hairy holders so they're like um hairy people uh australian hairy people that are or cryptids that live out in in the outback and um as far as i know they're the only two that are left and um yeah, you kind of get a glimpse into sort of their daily, and they're polar. They're both brothers. Begley's uh, the bigger one, and probably the friendlier one. Um, uh, Redley's the shorter but older brother, and he's a bit of a jerk. And um, you know, you just get a glimpse into how they kind of coexist. And um, yeah, they the 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 sort of uh, the status quo's um, kind of disrupted when they finally meet like a lost tourist, you know, um, uh, a backpacker that's out in the middle of the bush. Um, yeah, who who happens to be you know the the creator of a social media platform? So um, he kind of gets to know them and tries to take them online, you know, and tries to uh, yeah, just try and get them um because they they believe they're the only two. Where he's trying to tell them, no, you're not. Like, where there's there's stories about hairy people all over the world, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you all up, and and that's it. It kind of just um spirals from from there, but um. And it ends yeah. on a bit of a cliffhanger too, because it, it hints that there's much more story to come, that there's lots going to happen next. Yeah, um, you know, when's you know, the next book? <laughs> oh, of course, man. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the same, you know. Um, when When's the next one due out? Do you guys know uh, yet? We, um, it, it's it's such a new platform. Like we, the, the way I did um, this versus the Abby series is um, we literally turned everything on its head. So I, I would like to, the, even the formula, like a much smaller book um, in black and white, everything worked really well. I would like to have the next one out um, by next year or sooner. You know, our, this yeah. this way of working, I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, uh, Magabala had a lot of fun editing um, and shooting uh, questions. That were, I, I guess they're just, we weren't, we're not sort of stumbling in the dark as much. You know, with, yeah. I mean, this time, like everyone was onto it. You know, there's a lot of um, new young uh, people working at Magabala too who are getting into it. So um, I'd really like to have the next one out by next year or sooner yeah. yeah how long does it take you to make one of these because they're like how many pages is it so like a hundred um probably about what is 80 yeah 80 yeah which was and even that like um compared to like um arby's underdogs book one that uh i mean that whole process was 16 years and the book two i don't you see my shelf that one in the middle um that was probably the most um the one that set the standard so it took about the artwork itself just took just over two years to do that and that one's 170 wow. um, yeah, yeah 160 and the last one so the first first book was like a lot of stumbling in the dark the second one was really smooth and we thought if i'm gonna do a graphic novel, i'd like to do it like this and the yeah. fourth one was just the juggernaut there were just so many hurdles and um that one turned out to be like 220 and it just killed everybody like i'm oh, not sorry it just exhausted everyone and um it yeah. was worth it was great you know um it, it did really well overseas and stuff like that but when i went overseas um uh to the us and stuff, a lot of the feedback was like we love ubbies but do you have anything else and i was like oh man it's taken me 16 years just to do these three so um they're the ones that kind of <laughs> the idea of like 
hey, we need more, but smaller, you know? So, um, and I yeah. spoke to my mentor, Wolf, and uh, he said the same thing. He was like, yeah, yeah, man, it's like 60, 60 to 80 pages is a magic number, you know? Um, so I was like, oh, look, I'll try it. That's not real. I'm not used to telling stories, but, you know, like I'd like to make it a bit bigger than that. But um, no, nah, it worked out really well, man. Like it really um, much happier with the way this one turned out. Like it, it, it just, um, yeah, it was just smoother. I can't really put my finger on it at the moment, but it was just really nice. Nice well, it's so much quicker to work in black and white than in color for one thing isn't it like you don't yeah, have to worry about yeah. colors no, next to each other that might clash it's just shades of gray so you it's easy yeah. it really, um, really really enjoyed using um grayscale like i i i don't know why i was against it for a long time i, I was just like nah because the question with ubbies was like we should make ubbies black and white which maybe we should have but um I was like, nah, nah, we're going to use broom colors and use all of this. And looking back, I was like, yeah, we could have done it in grayscale, you know? Yeah. But, uh, no, no. This... But, yeah, that's funny. You mentioned broom colors. I never sort of picked it as that because I've like, I've read the whole Abby's trilogy and um, they totally are broom colors, aren't they? Just like yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the earth colors. and the skies and everything. And Yeah, those color swatches I kind of took from just from like, um, just from photos, you know, I try to, uh, and I used to get asked that, like, is that really the color of the water there? And I said, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what it looks like. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was just uh, such so much nicer to sort of not worry too much about the colors and just tones. Just make sure that the tone and the grayscale was a little bit different. Yeah, this was a much nicer way to work. Um, yeah, but you you saying like how much more fun it was too? I could tell that reading it as soon as I got into it. Like that very first intro um section where it's just like given the history of the hairy people and yeah. <laughs> um, and then it builds up to um, uh, 15 years ago, this kid, oh, I guess that that's probably, that's the backpacker, isn't it? Who then the tourist no, who gets that's lost. The, uh, Is the guy, that's him at the end. He's he's the guy at the end. Oh yeah. yeah the guy. Yeah. Who, yeah. We don't know who he is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, got it. <laughs> who's like, who's like searching for cryptids and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but the build-up to like um, the appearance of the first hairy holder is like such good suspense. He like comes out of the cave and yeah. all the the wildlife are freaking, yeah. out. freaking out. And he's yeah. it looks like he's like got in, bad indigestion or something. Oh yeah, exactly right. Like a Wolverine sort of pose. But then to like good morning, yeah. that cracked yeah. me up so much, oh, dude. I just bad, I lost it. I went, what is going on with this? Brenton's having a laugh here. He's having a great yeah. time. It, it was, was so fun. funny. It was so fun to do that. It was really fun to see. Um, to do, and you know what else was good, James? It was um, with, with with Arby's, like I didn't really take, I kind of knew what story I wanted to tell with that. Yes. Like, I didn't take feedback. I didn't take that. I was like, nah, I don't care. This this was the kind of story where I um I, I gave it to my 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 son and his mates and my daughter and his mates. I was like, tell me what you think. And I and I actually wanted to know what they thought. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, when I kind of when they flick through when they giggled i'd say what would you like what what are you looking at you know and i'd try yeah. and smile with those and it was really sort of that kind of feeling where um i didn't have to be so headstrong about it you know this one was yeah have fun man learn from people find out what you know um and, and take feedback better you know like i didn't take feedback in the past that well whereas this one was like um even the look of the characters, like just um, the, the the original Begley characters, are very sort of I mean I guess you could say anatomically closer to like the Patterson Gimli Bigfoot, the big one in the in the and the one that we all kind of looked at. Where I thought, um, nah, I, I don't want to make him look like a teddy bear, but I just want to make him look a little bit more approachable. You know, I want to make him I guess lanky and 
maybe slightly unfit with a bit of a belly and you know, like that was and had if I had my sort of Ubby's cap on, I would have said, no, nah, make it like make it like the picture. But because I didn't, I was like, yeah, I could do that. I could totally do that. You know, so um, it was yeah. just a bit more fun. Yeah. yeah. What's Patterson Gimli? Is that a classic Bigfoot film? That big, they're the famous one of the uh, the Bigfoot walking across the the dry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like all grainy, and you can't really yeah, see it and that clear. Like, and... Shoulder a bit, and um, there's there's that, yeah. and there's some some other photos, and um, they're quite uh, they're quite menacing to look at, you know. And so I based the original Begley off that just because, and it wasn't menacing to me because I love monsters and everything. But then I kind of thought, oh, um, like my daughter sort of looked at this, and and she thought I had a I had a um like a like a hairy hole what he'd look like as if he was in Ubbies and I had yeah. a hairy hole what he would look like if he was in sort of the old champ cartoon strips. Yes, and yeah. Ten out of ten, everyone said we like that one. Like we like the we like the one as if he was in a cartoony old champ comic strip, not so much the one in Ubbies, you know. So yeah, was yeah. A, I was like, yeah, sure, I, I can let's roll with that. Let's let's have some fun with this guy. You know? So that allowed you to kind of loosen up the style a bit then too. Yeah. yeah. And that's quicker and that's more fun in a way because you can be more a bit fun. more just quick yeah. on, the, on the pen, more yeah. spontaneous and stuff. Exactly. I'm not sort of combing through um, like visual references, which I love doing. Um, but this one, yeah, it just didn't. I kind of had a general idea of what I wanted and just, just ran with it. Just ran with it. Yeah. Did, did you chuck a little self-portrait in there at some point? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. I was like, "Hey, man, that's Brenton. He's playing himself out there." Um, <laughs> let's go. Spot of that, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, I I love spotting like little Easter eggs and stuff there too, where you had like um, that's all the a- crazy things you had going on in the desert. Um, where you know, in the really remote parts of the desert, where people don't realize what's going on. You had yeah. like all these little ogres and goblins and um, boxing kangaroos and UFOs and stuff. But then you had like the wrestling koalas. And I went, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, this is this is Brenton all over. This is like WrestleMania happening here. Yes, yeah, you saw it, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw the the son, get it. <laughs> I saw the Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan uh, koala, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I recognize some of the other like face. Um, yeah, like, is the one who has like the the Undertaker or like who's the guy yeah, who had like, the black? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the guy who had the black paint in like zigzags on his yeah, face? Yeah, that was like, um that was Ultimate Warrior. I was trying to get like that's Ultimate. yeah. I, okay, I recognize some of these guys from like ages. I, I was never into it, but classmates uh, were into it, so I'm like I recognize the pictures. That, no, um, because that was the thing. Like I thought, I, I wanted to make it fun for my twelve year old self too. Like if I was twelve again yeah. and with those, so I was trying to do that. But um, I showed my son some of that and. And I was like, "Do you recognize any of those?" Because he's only sixteen. He's no, no, no. He only picked up the um, uh, I think I got a Randy Savage one there with glasses on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the other thing too, man. Like Easter eggs. Like, um, yeah. I couldn't do any of that really with Abby's. Maybe a little bit. This man, I just like. Blah, blah. So yeah, I'm gonna. And to the point where Michael Bala was like, "Can you maybe just take these one out and just add them in the next one?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's, that's great cool. though, isn't it? Yeah. Having those Easter eggs means that, like, people at our age, when we've got kids, if yeah. we're reading it to our kids, then there's little jokes that we yeah. get that are keeping us yeah. interested, Absolutely. which is really important because a lot of these books are parents reading with their kids um, yeah. still, yeah. which is which yeah. is wonderful. I love, too, when you showed the hairy holes and all the tunnels. It's like a cross-section image, um, yeah. the sort of thing that um, 
you know, we used to draw in, in school, we'd draw like these underground bases in the desert and we'd have all these tunnels and stuff. But you had all the classic cartoon things that you had like a T-Rex skull and you had the yeah, yeah. UFO and the buried treasure and stuff. And I can't that. find, oh yeah, it was cool. Like they're all the classic, you know, things you would see. Oh dude, this page here with the um aliens and the flowers. Yeah. You got, this is a little predator over here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go. I was asking Michael Bolly if that's okay. Like, and like, Michael Bolly were really cool. They were just kind of, yeah, man, just just do it. And um, uh, it's they different. Just... It's different enough. Like, it's not the same thing, but it's like a little reference, isn't it? And yeah, then... absolutely, a little reference. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe in a book called Harry Holes, you've got an alien called the Uranus Blossom. Yeah, yeah, that that <laughs> game like I literally didn't plan that. Like, what do we call this thing? <laughs> Blossom sounds like it sounds expensive, you know. Sounds yeah, sounds really it, um galactic, you know. Uranus. It really stuff. does. Yeah, yeah. And I would I'm, not like to come in touch with one of those guys. <laughs> but then I got I got told with those like they're like, oh, Uranus blossom. That's so funny. And I did I didn't. <laughs> I was like, what's what? <laughs> and then um then it clicked over like me last last minute. I was like, oh. And then I said to Rach like. I know the book's already published, but is that okay? And everyone was like, we thought you did that on purpose. There's no, no. I, I just... <laughs> no, that's excellent. I think too, the other thing that, that made me laugh the most was I think it's the most anatomically correct water buffaloes uh, oh, you, behind yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. That page just cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a, we had a, um, uh because i drew that and i gave that to to, to rach and the girls at Magabala and, and i said is this okay can i can i can i have this you know like because it's it's part of the and it just, and actually when they they said look as long as it's anatomically correct it's fine so um it's like okay good you know um sure. yeah it's very confronting and hilarious you sort of turn the page and you go whoa okay yeah yeah, yeah. My, my my daughter my eldest daughter she first time she saw the book and she opened she hadn't read it at whatsoever and um, like she kind of just opened it, looked, and then closed it, and said, "I don't, I don't need to see any more," you know. And I said, "No, you do. You need to read the whole book." She's no, no. I, that's all I want to see. So, that's all she's seen to this day. But um, maybe uh, it's for the best that it wasn't in full color. Good point. Just <laughs> really good point. <laughs> but um, oh, is, man. I want to ask you about like is um because this is awesome. This is. This is this. I did the same thing. When I read this. I was like, "This is James Foy. This is cool, man." Like, uh, I, cheers, man. I really, um, my my, I love so much about it. Um, but um, the where are they? Um, the one thing that really I just thought was just that that ten percent that I've never seen anywhere else. Uh, sorry, but um, that's all right. I had a lot of fun making it too. A lot of the stuff you yeah. were saying, man, about how. It was like a quicker process. It was more loose and fun and being in black yeah. and white, being like funny stuff you'd love that your 12-year-old stuff would love. It was exactly the same for me. I loved it. Yeah. These guys. Oh, yeah, the, the judges. Yeah, the judges. <laughs> yeah. Just, um, um, that, yeah, Dr. Nudie's like losing it because he's like, what? You, yeah. This whole, that, and even just that, I, I don't know if you did on purpose, but it made it work. Just that panel. Just a little pause. I and, should probably explain it for people who are only listening. Like, um, uh, it's Secret Agent Mole. It's got Max Mole, Helena Hippo, and June Bug, and they are trainee spies, trainee secret agents, trainee which means they are trying to earn their secret agent licenses. And the bits that Brenton is pointing out in the book are where they've got this this trainee mission, which they're going to hopefully 
um, complete successfully and they're going up against Dr. Nude, who's a naked mole rat. And Dr. Nude gets really freaked out because there's just three random animals standing off with clipboards, ticking stuff off a list. And it turns out that they're judges from the, the judges agency. From Is it the, the official International League of Exterminating Terrorism? Yes. Ex yeah. They're, yeah. Toilet. <laughs> yes. W is their boss. He's a walrus um, from oh, the agency. Man. And he's always trying to get a better name for the agency. So in every book, he's got a new suggestion. And the acronyms always spell ridiculous oh, things. Oh, going to be different next time. I love that. I yeah, love yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in this one, it's the official International League Exterminating Terrorism, which spells toilet. Um, Max Mole, agent of toilet. And then in the second one, we've got uh, the Bureau Against Nasty and Negative Animals, which spells banana. Oh, nice. So they just, they, he keeps coming up with ridiculous stuff without realising it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, no, but, yeah, that... it's been heaps of fun making. I kind of... I've been thinking about them as like um, an animated film in my head yeah, and just like yeah. trying to put it down on the page. Yeah. Just that. Whole you like that bit? <clears throat> this whole car. Um, yeah. That's, that's exactly how it played through for me. I thought this is yeah. awesome. really the car chase was fun because in that whole chapter, um, Helena and Max have been paralyzed by this toxin from uh, a fish, a puffer oh. fish called Toxin, but they're in a moving car. And all of a sudden, Bug is the only one who's still conscious and able to move. And the whole chapter is silent. There's no dialogue. It's just Bug trying to figure out how to stop oh. the car and save everyone. So it was fun having a silent chapter and trying to show the action without the characters talking about it, um, just just as action. So yeah. It was really, it was tricky. It was the one that took the longest out of the whole book to do, but... I um, think I'm probably proudest of that chapter. Yeah, it, it paid off. Like I, um, just that, like this, that, that I can see. Kind of click, 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 click. Yeah, click, yeah, click, yeah. Click, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the ejection seat button. Um, I think that's what I really like about graphic novels. Like when you've got space, because you can't do this in picture books, but when you've got space to do these little tiny moments, you can yeah. do little sight gags and you can do little moments that yeah. rely on pauses and, awkward silences and repetition where you, you can't yes. do stuff like that in a picture book. So um, the, that's probably a, a better question I want to ask for you too, but it was like, that's one thing I, I was burning. Like, have you found going like from picture books to, to, to graphic novels, like that the, the um, cause this is awesome. Like I, I hope, hope your plans to do more of this, man. This is. Oh yeah, man. I've already finished book two. Um, oh, there you so, go. Yeah. Book two comes out on 1st of September. It's called the Boar Identity. Um, it's about a pig and then book three will be out um, first of March next year. So I've, I've written book three, but I haven't started drawing it yet. Um, and that one I think is going to be called Dr. Nude. Dr. Nude. Yeah. So he's like the overarching villain across these first three books. Yeah. Dr. Nude. Excellent. No, I, lo I love that. I love that character already, man. Like I saw him and I think it just got me that. Um, and that was the one thing I kind of learned with, with you know, exactly with, uh, I've only done a handful of picture books, but my, you know, my background being graphic novels and just taking advantage of those moments. And even just that, that pause, that body language of him just sort of sitting there like stumped, you know, judges, you know, and I was like, yeah, that, that I was a big Dr. Nude fan straight away. I was like, yeah. Oh, good. Um, excellent. Like excellent. We'll have to get some t-shirts made. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm really hoping that no kids decide to dress up as Dr. Nude for book week. Cause that's, yeah, that's I'm going to no, get some phone calls. Be, man, that's going to be, <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you know, some kids might dress up as a hairy hole. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 fine. Hairy holes and um, 
nude uh, mole rats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's exactly how you know right. you've made it, James. That's how you know you've, you've <laughs> made it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you're asking about like picture books and, and yeah. comments, graphic novels. But like, um, what I think I've found is that a picture book to me is more like a short film. And a graphic novel is more like a an episode of a TV show or like a film, you know, because yeah. it's got it's usually a serial thing. It's a continuing storyline. Maybe um, there's more space to tell story. Yeah. Um. And and it's not it's not so compact and compressed like a picture book. Every single word, every single image has to be chosen so carefully because you got yeah. such limited space. Um. Yeah. So with like Stellapent, um, yeah. this banner behind me, um, my picture book came out what 2021 now november 2021 um that one took me a while to make um full color illustrations of course um it probably took about sure seven years on and off to work on um and and it was a lot of thought a lot of research went into it and it had a deeper meaning for me as well it's about it's about discrimination and determination but it's you know it's about feminism and um uh, equity and equality and, and all that sort of deeper stuff as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas like Secret Agent Mole, I wouldn't say it, it doesn't really have a moral. It's it's not amoral. It's not immoral. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's supposed to be just a fun adventure action thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah. the book equivalent of a popcorn film, you know, you're just supposed to just yeah. get stuck into it. Want to keep turning the pages and have a really good laugh and, and get taken on a funny adventure. Yeah, um, which is fun to make, you know, just like with hairy holes, I guess. Like when you're having fun making it, yeah. you can see it come out on the page. Yeah, that's that's what like with um, that's like it's um, great that you said because that's how we felt with with Ubbies. We, we it was almost like a movie length um, movie length story with all three books, but with with hairy holes, um, even old champ, it's kind of like it's like a TV series. And I'm just doing the one episode, and um, yeah, but I somehow get to play around a bit more, I guess, you know, um. Yeah, like like you're saying with um, yeah, with picture books, um, probably even more with picture, but not so much with graphic novel. But we did scrutinise like what exactly I wanted the reader to see and what uh, what Mugabala wanted it and what they didn't, what I wanted, what what I didn't. Um, but uh, this 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 was heaps of fun. You know, Harry Holes. This this was you. Uh, yeah, you must have had fun doing this, man. I love I love this. Oh, uh, I did, I did, I did not even know I was gonna make this story. Um. I just I got an email from Scholastic saying, "Hey, have you got anything you'd like to pitch us? Do you want to work with us?" And I was like, "Oh, cool. Um, oh, I got nothing. Uh, I <laughs> I didn't even want to make another graphic novel because I'd, I'd made four before. But um, yeah. I think I enjoyed making those. It's just I was a bit I was a bit burnt out at the time, and I sort of wanted a break from graphic novels because they're so labor intensive, as you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I had this really good idea for these characters in Secret Agent Mole, and I thought, oh man, this could actually work. And and I had more ideas than I knew not what to do with. So I thought, oh, okay, back to the drawing board then. <laughs> I guess we're doing this. But I had to think of like um easier ways of doing it, you know, because I've like yourself, I've done really long, intense graphic yeah. novel processes. I haven't done quite as much work as you have, man. Like you've done like decades of work on it. But I I just didn't want to burn myself out. Yeah. Um, how did you avoid that with Harry Holes? How did you make it easier um, for yourself? It was kind of uh, I, I, I felt like with this one, there was there was there was a lot invested in in Ubbies, not just from me, but from my family. You know, having mm. the main character like based on my nan, sort of honouring yeah. him. Like I kind of had that in the back of my head, and and even I was just in a bad, not a bad space, sorry, but I was in a in a happy but struggling 
but like when I started writing Ubbies, I was um I was only like 20, you know, and I just found out I was gonna be a dad, you know, and um wow. I, I you know, and I was in Adelaide, I was away from home and I and I didn't have um my I was a I was a date, I was a nightclub bouncer and a uh doing working at night as a bouncer working during the days as a security guard and you know, um it was just, it was just kind of, there was a lot of pressure on me that I put on myself, you know, um, which changed. And as the years went by, like, yeah, there were just all kinds of different challenges and, and, and that, and, um, I, I did, I did burn out a lot. Like I, every, um, between 2002, 2010, uh, yeah, we had a lot of close calls where I said, no, this is, I can't do this anymore. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I just find myself sort of it was like a, it was like a really angry itch was like, now pick up the pencil and keep going, you know. And then I'd say, no, nah, no, nah, I've had enough, you know. And then it just had just this sort of angry itch, and um, and it was strange because when I worked with my mentor, he was like, it's not till now I realized that's really no way to make a graphic novel. Like that's not, I was kind of motive my motivations are differently. There's no way I'd make books like that now. They're just they're great books. They're just big. You know, um, yeah. Whereas with with Harry Holtz, it was um, I was fine. I was kind of been working on Old Champ a lot. You know, Old Champ's been really fun. That's been a whole different type of flair of drawing. You know, that's been uh, been really really cool. You know, um, have you gone through like a different drawing process for it, or do you use yeah, the same process yeah, you always have, or just really um, uh, uh just try to get as much motion capture as, as I could, you know, like really exaggerate a lot of stuff, um, yeah. um, which meant kind of just a little bit less, a little bit less, you know, detail in the anatomy, but more um, motion captured stuff. Like when someone's getting hit, really show them going through the wall. You know, when someone's throwing a punch, really overextend to the point where that arm looks like it's coming out of the socket, you know, like. Um, <laughs> just exaggerate just, everything. Yeah. Exaggerate. Yeah. And that was really fun. And it was like, um, I'd never do that with, like Abby's underdogs or past books that I worked on, but with with Old Champ it worked, you know, and with Harry Holes it even works even more. So I just thought, um, yeah, uh, this is this is um. I, I, so I should say that like, with with Abby's underdogs, like I'd work on it, and in in on my little breaks I'd doodle, I doodle like I, I'd have scrapbooks just full of like little doodles and stuff, and and yeah. scribble. Then I'd go back to the to the real thing, and then I'd go back and doodle and scribble. Then I'd go back to the real thing, and on my breaks. Harry Holes was really born out of the scribbles and the doodles. Like I went through all right. those. I'm like the funny stuff, you know, the stuff that I, I didn't think anyone would see or look at, but it had some cool material in there. I thought, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that now. And um yeah, make that the focus for a little while. So um yeah, I reckon that that's where our best ideas come from when we're making stuff that is just for fun, that we just have no reason to make other than that it's fun to do. Yeah. I love stories that come from that because I I just find that they're the the most fun to make and they turn out the best really yeah yeah no no i i i, I agree with you totally agree with that I, and like i didn't, wasn't too sure if that's the way it should be or should it be a sign from god you know like really you know this um you shall create this character um <laughs> like i find i really yeah. found out like some like wolverine apparently the whole character um was between frank mill and i can't remember the other guy but they said the whole the character of wolverine was born on a four-hour road trip uh, from Frank Miller had to do from um, from New York to maybe somewhere in Canada. Yeah, and the, the, it, like it was just this. Uh, uh, I know it was another comic book. I can't remember who it was, but it was just Frank Miller and this other um, this other creator on a on a road trip, and they had four hours to kill. So they were just talking about 
something you know spitballing ideas and then this idea of uh, like a like a like a like like their little hairy or hairy cryptid whatever you want to call him um yeah yeah because he totally is isn't he yeah he's a little like that little um angry i don't know they must have seen a wolverine or something on the road but yeah and like you wouldn't think like looking back now um that's one of the coolest x-men of all time you know yeah um, and just comic book characters film characters of all time beloved yeah yeah and, he's, and like when you think about his origins um just kind of came out of a um uh i've got it here somewhere um is that why they made him canadian because they were on their way to canada i think so yeah I, I think there's a lot of um talk about yeah he's canadian he's part of alpha flight and stuff but um in the uh in the um this forward from frank miller he was saying yeah it was a road trip a four-hour road trip from new york state to somewhere in canada for a wow um, i had no idea frank miller was one of the co-creators because yeah, i mean i've yeah, like read sin city and dark yeah. knight and all that stuff of course um uh yeah he was the um sorry sorry um, I, I i was just looking at that book it, it was here somewhere um, <laughs> for those who can't who are just listening to the podcast brenton is looking at his enormous comic collection in yeah, his studio sorry. which i'm very jealous of there's so many books um on the shelves there you didn't show me this when i visited you mate next time i'm up in broome actually we might be coming up later this year with the family yeah, yeah. you got to show me this collection absolutely no no i, I definitely will but i'm um, uh it's it's actually it's, it's just been a mess for so long like it's just it's just been um uh like i've just had book everywhere i've got my grappling dummy still in here i don't know if you can see him um that, oh right yeah, so he's um, wrestling yeah i got my jujitsu mats in here and um uh i just had books all over the place and just it was just really untied like you always i'm always stepping on books and things so um we finally got a shelf to to kind of it's like a um a four by four shelf so there's 16 yeah that's it's, it's, it's big enough basically we couldn't find a, a shelf big enough in the past but it's um, amazing how much space comic collections take isn't it how, how they just grow and grow and grow mine grow. is enormous and having to move out of home to do the renovations we had like 50 60 70 boxes of books in the house it was <laughs> unbelievable just yeah. uh, we've been putting it off for years because we knew how hard it would be um i wanted to just come up something you were saying about how like random stories can come out of just the most random events yes. like this yes. this four-hour road trip secret agent mole came out of me having a chat with my mate matt cosgrove who's a picture book writer and illustrator and he's done some chapter books as well yeah, he's nice. worked with scholastic before and i called him up and i was like hey man like scholastic's contacted me um what's it like to work for scholastic give me the inside goss you know what's going on what are they looking for uh, and he gave me lots of time because he's just super nice bloke and, and a really good mate and we spoke like almost an hour. I didn't think we would yeah. speak for that long. And then as we were like signing off, um, I just said to him, oh, cool, mate. Look, I'm really happy. Um, thanks for your insight into Scholastic. You can be my mole in the organization, hey? And then I went, oh, that I, I got to go. <laughs> so it all just came out of that. And if we hadn't chatted for as long as we had, yeah, I might not have thought to say that. Um, that was that was my next question. Sorry, that's what I was getting at. I was like, so what's the yeah secret agent mole? Because it it it's um I've seen you in your in the in your Bond getup, and you actually there's a striking <laughs> resemblance. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think when you see the character, if you go on my socials, I bought a white linen suit, so I dressed up as Max Mole. Max is a is a short, bald, uh, smart Alec. Um, who wants to do the right thing, but is and is really enthusiastic, but is sometimes a little clumsy and 
makes mistakes and um yeah. and is far braver than he should be and um all those things are basically me i think um it's basically it's me character and I, I love it I love, this is great and but then helena is, Hel- helena's like me on a bad day and uh... and bug is like the 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 inner child who's like untouched and pure she's just like she's super nice and super cute and and lovely so i think yeah all all characters i reckon are all different facets of you um when you're making a book what do you reckon like which one of the hairy holes is you or are you both uh probably it's strange i I, um the the their their characters are i really have to ask people but I, i actually try to make their decisions they're actually like everything they do based on stuff that i wouldn't usually do uh, like sure. so like i um i i tend to think I'm, I'm quite boring i'm pretty mundane but i thought what's the extremes at both ends like what's the both super positive how would i take this if i was super negative how would i take this and um yeah they're, they're, that's what i really wanted for these two characters um that they just kind of uh make well maybe maybe that's why maybe they're extremes of me yeah i'd say that yeah actually yeah um especially readily the older brother who's a root there, there's so many days where i want to explode and just you know the lady that cut me off at woolies you know with their trolley and i was like oh, i was lining up here you know like that's something <laughs> readily would do whereas begley would say no that's cool you know um but i yeah no that that's probably the yeah i think you're right but i think we're, we're all facets of no matter how foreign i try to make them away from me that i guess there's some part of us i um but so I, they're I, like the, the extremes of you. They're like the best extreme. side and the worst side of you, but turned up to eleven. Yeah, yeah. So we can say yeah. that. But yeah, with with um like Junebug, I love the idea that um like it, 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 she's speaking another language, or we just, we can't like it's. Unaudible. I I don't know. Like maybe her voice is just so soft that we can't hear uh, it properly. Yeah. But I there's kind of a history of having a a small character who's who's nonverbal, isn't there? Like dogmatics yeah. in Asterix comics, I think is probably. Yeah, um, a big influence on it, and Snowy and Tintin, of course. Um, and I had like in my in my previous comics with Fremantle Press with Sally Tinker, this inventor uh, girl. She's got her baby brother Joe, who's basically nonverbal for the entire four books yeah. series as well. So it's just kind of fun to have a character who doesn't talk because then they just rely on body language and facial expressions to yeah. show the reader how they're feeling and. It, yeah. it just it's just kind of fun to have a character like that, you know? Yeah, I I, I agree. I I um. Uh, I mean, not that they Star Wars needs playing, but that whole sort of Han Solo Chewbacca relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Can understand uh, Han Solo is the only one that can understand what he's saying. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't matter that you can't hear them because it's what the yeah. how the how the character responds to them it gives you the context you need to say to understand what was said. So yes, um, that's where um I I got a lot of that. I was there was that sort of Han Solo Chewbacca relationship. I really liked that. I really yeah. I it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. Um, I did in, in some of the early drafts, though, I had to make sure that June Bug, who's like their, um, if you haven't read it, people who are listening, um, she's like their hacker and lock picker and she can do surveillance and yeah. bomb diffusing and all that tech stuff. She's their yeah. teeny weeny tech support. Um, yeah. I had to make sure she wasn't too overpowered because if she was, then she should probably be the main character because she could basically yeah. do it all by herself, you know, being yeah. so small, it's great because she could actually just do everything. But she needs the others because she's actually quite vulnerable and yeah. you know, bug spray are a newspaper and she's out, out of the count, you know, so she needs the others. So yeah. in like in the, in the first drafts, when she's trying to stop the car from going over the end of this jetty in chapter six, um, 
I actually had her way too overpowered. She like pulled some tools out of her tool belt and flew into the engine and just like disintegrated it. <laughs> and like, and then she went under the car and she like dismantled the axles. And then the the wheels fly oh, off, and then the back of the car is just scraping on the jetty. It was like, yeah, 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 super action packed. But it was just like, well, no, nah, that's like ridiculous. It's if she can do that, then why isn't she the main character? You know? Yeah, yeah, but you so know, I, I was sad that I lost that. I've still got the draft, so I'll, I'll show them to kids when I do school talks, and I'll show you next time I see you because it was, um, yeah, I'd love it was heaps it, of fun to do. Yeah, but that's like an alternate version, a, a parallel universe version of Bug. Yeah, and I just want to, yeah, um, the guys who probably can't see this, this really nice pic of Junebug, the um, the executive working. End, and, and the end of chapter six. Is. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, Max and Helena are tarred and feathered and oh. covered in porcupine spikes, and um, everything's gone to the pot. Yes, I am. Um, what was the other? Oh, that was the other thing too that I really liked. But you had here the um, the. Just these little details, man. Like yeah, the um, oh, stupid little dad jokes in the corners. Yeah, yeah. star ducks. Yeah, no, man. That's that's what really, <laughs> you know. I I think you can tell you can tell the creators love it. You, I can tell you love it when you know. East, I guess Easter eggs are more than just yeah. Things, and there's there's lots of bad puns in here. We got a, a, an artist called Andy Warthog yeah. who's making. <laughs> paintings of Marilyn Monroe and you know there's like so many silly little jokes like I think whenever there was like a point where I wasn't sure what to do I always just came back to well what is the silliest most ridiculous thing that I could make happen next so I was trying not to take any of it too seriously but still make it a good story that still had legs you know still watertight plot yeah but let's just make it so silly and funny that um and the kids are just going to giggle yeah it worked but I'll um that the sort of blank canvas and then it ends up getting the um the top the puffer fish splattered on it yeah, yeah i think that was a lot of fun doing that that spread where he just like deflates like a balloon everywhere i yeah. i was so happy with how that turned out yeah my son um, my son loses it laughing when we get to that part yeah that, no that's was was that that was your call like but that was um yeah 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 i mean I'm, scholastic were great like i yeah. I did all the drafts up in InDesign. So I laid out all the text in the panels just to figure out the spacing of how much space everything needed. And then I yeah. sketched it all out in InDesign first with the pencil tool, oh. with um, which meant that I couldn't be real precious about the roughs at all. Mm. I had to be real spontaneous. And I think that traveled through to doing the final artwork. So then I did all the outlines in Procreate on an iPad. And yeah. then I did like all the shades of gray and stuff in Photoshop um on a Cintiq so yeah and then of course Scholastic came through with their brilliant um designer Hannah Jansen who basically went through and took all the places that I'd added in sound effects and just picked the best fonts that you could ever have um and just improved it all just elevated it to another level and she just made sure everything was you know neat and tidy and and gonna be the best most polished version it could be and um she did awesome work Designers yeah. like that are, are unsung heroes because they make you look better than you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I know. There's the, all those. Um, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean, bud. And um, and I really hope that they love it just as much. You know that like their their sort of flair comes at it. Um, yeah, I, I think I, so. I, um, I give enough credit to Mugabala for like their in design and um, uh, Joe Hunt who did a lot of the um 
design stuff for me, you know, and she, uh, yeah, it's been really cool. So no, that, that look, that, this, that whole thing, that's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, man. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Really cool. Um, So I think that I can't, I haven't read this with my son yet, but I'm going to tonight and I think he's going to love it. I will let you know um, yeah, what the feedback brilliant. is. Yeah. I reckon he's going to have a real giggle, have a good laugh. He's like he's really into animals, so it's like, oh, cool. he's probably going to be like going, "Oh, look, that's a that's a mulga snake. Oh, I know that. And did you know that they grow to this long?" And he's like, "Yeah, all these facts about animals." Because, he's yeah. going to love all that sort of stuff. But then yeah. he's going to be like, "Are the hairy holes real? Are yeah. they real, Dad?" And I'll be like, "I'll you can ask my mate Brenton when we go to Bruce." Yeah, yeah, sure. We're we'll going to this whole journey next time you come to Bruce. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, because and like, um, like I grew up with these stories about the hairy men, like everywhere we went, and they were always scary, never seen in a positive light. Like they were always, um, I don't know, like it was just such a, and almost a point where we're not allowed to talk about them. You know, like when I was growing up, you weren't allowed really, to, yeah. If you said good boy, that means she's coming after you. You know, you're not allowed to say ah, yeah, 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 but yeah. That's how scary it was. And then, um, I don't know, as I as I kind of grew up, and you know, you you. You you know when I was in America, I even saw that went to the Museum of Natural, um, uh, Natural History, and you see that whole, um, the whole sapien family tree. I guess you went Homo erectus and Neanderthals and that whole thing. And yeah, like, yeah. You know we're the only ones that are still around. You know that's what they're saying. And um, yeah, you know the um Australopithecus and the other one. They they look like. I was like, oh, that's a hero. That's your Sasquatch right there, you know? And I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course they're real. And then I went to um, the Museum of Native American History uh, and, like, so it's really strange because, you know, like, you know, in Hollywood, they really make um, Bigfoot and the Sasquatch out to be this mysterious cryptid that wanders around in the bush and, you know, like, yes. Uh, whereas in the the First Nations people in America, they view him more like a great grandfather. You know, they they when they speak about the Sasquatch, they're saying, "No, he's the one that taught our people how to make fire, how to take shelter from the rain." You know, the the first song yeah. they came to, how to drink water. You know, um, wow. Uh, so it was really there. The native um, First Nations Native American perspective on the Sasquatch is very different to how how Hollywood's kind of betrayed him to the rest of the world. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's and it's a lovely relationship. They they it's kind of the stories they have about the the hairy people where they were like yeah like these great ancestors that passed on their skills you know so um, isn't that amazing that, too yeah because like they if they when you say that like looking at the recreations of Australopithecus and Neanderthals and all that stuff that they look like what we think the hairy men are like but like yeah. indigenous cultures have got these unbroken lines of storytelling for so long like tens of thousands of years yeah. like. Could it actually be like if you go back far I, I enough, so, yeah. the, the story has just continued? Like, it's continued. I, I truly think that's what it is. Like, I, I'm not, whether or not Gunbun actually exists now, I don't know, but I dare say 10,000, like, my ancestors probably had, you know, um, a lot to do with them, you know, many, many yeah. years ago. So, um, no, I, I, um, I think it'd be, yeah, when, when, when your young fella comes up here, we'll go through that. We'll go through all those. Last time they were seen were around here. Like apparently they live in the mangrove. So um Oh really? Yeah, the the mangrove people. So um uh and now and again you hear stories from like fishermen saying that they saw some giant wandering around the mangrove when they went fishing and blah blah blah, you know. So um and I guess it was those sort of stories in the back of my head, but it wasn't really until I did that US trip that I, I went over there and um it was sort of like because they asked me, so what how do you view hairy people? And I said, oh, it's kind of 
not that friendly. Like it's a little bit more hostile this way. Like we're not allowed to go where they used to be. We're not allowed to, we're not even allowed to say their names. Um, yeah. Uh, it's across the board. Like what I found over there with the, um, uh, the hop, like, uh, there's another one called the Hopoki, um, Hopoki, um, who's a shorter and li- bit of a trickster sort of thing. And, um, they're the same thing. They're not allowed to say his name because you say his name, he'll he'll appear and blah blah blah. Yeah. But still, um, they have this sort of teacher but he taught them what not to do. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I well, I never had that growing up, so I guess Harry Holes is like, nah. I think they would. I think they were dudes just like us. I think there were people just like us who had bad days as well. So, um, yeah, that's kind of. But those those negative depictions though are, are so useful though, aren't they? Because like. I remember hearing, I'm not sure how widespread this is, but like um, the Willy Wagtail, the Jitty uh, Jitty bird, yeah. for Noongar people, like that's got uh, bad associations with it because like kids oh, would yeah. follow it away from the from the people and then they get yeah. lost in the bush. So like there's like a really good logical, yeah. practical aspect to that too. You, you want to yeah. warn the kids, don't follow that don't bird because you're going to get lost. Yeah. But like yeah. if you're saying like, there's there's hairy people in the mangroves. That's really important because you don't want kids to get lost in the mangroves where no, there's danger, do you? Like, danger, yeah. Um, there's yeah. crocs in the mangroves, like. Yeah, there's all kinds of things like um, and uh, yeah, the, we we have a similar one up here. Like uh, um, I think that we uh, the name is like Jigalber, but it's like a it's a big fe- it's actually like a big cockerel. Um, uh, and we see it now and again. It's a very strange looking bird. Um, that can is it a, its, it's a real bird. It's a real bird. It bends its feathers yeah. backwards as a part of its, I think, um, maybe a courting thing. But the problem yeah. was it used to look like it had a broken wing. So kids would often chase after it, you know, and loose ah. and stuff. So there was this, you know, um Jigalbur or like devil bird, they say don't don't follow him, you know, um, because he's he basically it, it can do this weird thing with its wings where it makes the wings, it makes the feathers point the other way and it actually looks like it's got a broken wing. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's uh uh, a bird that you don't see too often around Broome anymore, but growing up we used to see it, and um, we literally thought, "Oh, that bird is in cahoots with the devil." Like, do not, do not even look at it. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, um, you find out, no, no, they're they're an actual species of bird, and they've got a Latin name and everything. You know, and and that broken wing thing's actually like a courtship. You know, they're trying to impress a a, a female um, that's around the place somewhere. So. Um, Wow. Uh, yeah, that was fun sort of, you know, like debunking all those ghost stories I heard as a kid and as a grown-up. Like, yeah. it's awesome, but it takes away all that magic. And I'm like, oh, man, maybe I wish I could go back to, I wish I didn't know this. I wish I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like same thing as like uh, European um, stories of, you know, don't go into the forest, the big bad wolf is there and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's it's really practical and important, isn't yeah. it? Like, um, it's to teach yeah, kids how to stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah, that's it. That's a whole the whole vein of storytelling. Like, um, yeah, and it's across the board. Like they uh, over there. Like I speak only because really that's really the only place I've been other than like Scotland. I think. Um, uh, with you know in Scotland they 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 love everything. You know, um, uh, haggis. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think really to be scared of. They love everything. Yaks, giant yaks. But um, no, no, I, I, I. I they they had the the story about hairy men uh, or hairy people is kind of like universe, not just in Australia. Like, of course, yeah, North America, even South America, um, Southeast, like just everywhere. And um, I can't that that was that was a lot of ammunition, a lot of lot of lot of fuel for me to go. 
man, I can do heaps of stuff with this, you know? And yeah, I just felt like I'm being respectful. Um, because I had to show Harry Holes to to my you know our elders like my my Yarra people you know and to see yeah. what they think and um uh and it was it was actually a lot easier received than it was um yeah I went, I went Abby's Abby's was fine Abby was really cool there was a lot of they just hadn't seen a graphic novel before so you know I'm like what what are yes. you doing what and when I finally got it they were like ah oh, that's what you're doing you know so um yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, with Harry Holes and being a bit smaller, they come. Oh, what's he doing now? And then I'd show them, and they like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they read it and they were like, "Yeah, no, this is funny." They love the title, so I thought, "Oh, okay, good. Okay, this is um, this is this is gonna this is gonna work, hopefully." Um, ah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, cheers. I, yeah, I was, I'm working on a, a picture book at the moment with Frio, like another one that's got um some of the hairy people of the world in it um oh, you and go. you're just making yeah. you're making me realize that oh i should actually be really careful if i'm using established crypto zoological creatures um i should be careful of the actual cultures that you know have importance for them and, I, and, I, and, yeah. and see what their, their importance is there that uh, make sure i'm not treading on any toes you know um yeah, i don't want to be disrespectful yeah i i know i did the same thing like because my my just from what i know about um you know, from prior to going to the to to the museum, um, and then leaving the museum, I, it was like a one eighty. I was like, man, you know, like some of the stuff that we get told in 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 Australia, um, is actually not true, and it's actually quite similar to. There was a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities. So I can only imagine there still be a lot of similarities, um, globally. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, because even the word Bigfoot was quite offensive. You know, like it's it's um, really. Yeah, they don't like me. They didn't like me using the term. I kept saying Bigfoot, 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 and they kept correcting me saying his proper name is um Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Um, yeah, another, yeah. Um, and I was oh, and it just took me a little while to get. I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's actually um, you know, like wow. a frontier name, a frontier sort of nickname, I guess. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. As I'll, I'll be going down the same track, but like I'll, I'd really like, and it's worth it, man. Like when you dig down, I think, and you find the find the roots of those stories and when you're culturally appropriate like you just get so much more ammunition you get so much more thing and and like i want to i want to tell the story respectfully you know it's it's yeah it's it's a lot a lot of cool stuff a lot a lot of cool stuff um now when when are you doing that but that sounds cool oh i'm i'm working on the text at the moment um and again a bit like stelephant like it's it's going to have a surface level of what you think it's about but there's going to be like a deeper meaning underneath it um so it's going to be a story about um, uh, it's it's kind of a fable. It, it's yeah. kind of it, it kind of has the feel of like being narrated like a like a fairy tale or a fable. Um, but it's it's going to be about just divisions in society that we always have and treating some groups as the other and that fear and that anger that can exist for generations and generations between two groups and how. Uh, sometimes it, it keeps going because no one even remembers how it even started properly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And how, <laughs> um, and how, how you know, if some people want to keep those divisions, then there's this thing called the tolerance paradox. You ever heard of that? No, no. Um, tolerance paradox is um, this idea that a tolerant society um, shouldn't tolerate intolerance. And okay. there's that a weird paradox about that. Like, how could it not tolerate intolerance? But in fact, is if you start tolerating 
people who are intolerant, then it yeah. destroys your tolerant society. So yeah. a tolerant society should tolerate lots of things, but you can never tolerate intolerance tolerant. because then it all falls apart. So yeah. it's it's about that, but it's it's you're told in a, in a way uh, as a fable about these crypto creatures yeah, yeah. existed on opposite sides of this canyon uh, throwing things at each other for many years, for many generations. Yeah. That's cool. That's, yeah, no, I've never heard, yeah, but, but it makes, in the show, yeah, the, the sense of, you know, how do you tolerate intolerance, you know, and if you do, you, you know, it's in, yeah, it's, it's kind of spirals into intolerance again. Um, yeah, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> on on that uh, deep and meaningful note, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I think I'm not sure how long. Um, Ali yeah. wants us to keep chatting, but maybe. Um, maybe we should wind it up, and we can keep chatting when I come up to Broome later in the yeah, year. absolutely, bud. You're, yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna do that with you for a catch up, bud. So that'd be cool. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome, man. And um, I will. Uh, yeah, my brother's living up there, so I'll find out when a good time is oh, to yeah. come meet him. Yeah, um, course. and then we'll, we'll let you know when we're coming up. That'd be awesome, bud. Really cool. Thanks yeah. for the chat. No, thank you, bud. And congrats again. This is um, this is gold. This is excellent. Cool yeah. And yeah, congrats on your hairy holes, man. Looking forward to seeing more. We're looking forward to seeing some, yeah, some uh, what's the book day naked, yeah, um, naked mole rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, yeah. mate. No, thank no you, guys, both of you. That was that was. I was having so much fun here just listening to you guys. So that that was an amazing chat. Um, I absolutely loved that. Um, so thank you for making time for this. And everyone, get onto Secret Agent Mall and Harry Halls, two yeah. amazing books. Yeah. You won't regret it. And read them with your kids. You know, excellent. Do yeah. it. Yeah, do that. Cheers, agree. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Yogi.